Hi, welcome to In the Can with Carmela Can. We have two very special guests today, and we are going to be discussing the migrant crises in sanctuary cities. Today, our first guest is James Belito, who is the writer and producer of the film Flatbush Luck, which you can find on Amazon, and he's also a registered Republican. Our second guest is Jean Bertini Grillo, who's a former Democratic district leader and current member of the Downtown Progressive Democrats Club, and she's also a playwright. All three of us live in New York City, and all three of us are living in a city that is dealing with the migrant crises. Um, I'm going to get right into it. Both of you are going to have an opportunity to respond to my question, um, and I will give you also an opportunity to respond to each other. So my first question is, is you know, Governor Abbott started busing people to various migrant cities. Uh, those cities include Chicago, Denver, uh, Massachusetts, uh, New York City. What are your thoughts, James? Do you think Governor Abbott is correct in in taking this approach in, in order to deal with the crises? Absolutely. Uh, by the way, when I hear, oh, these migrants are coming from Texas, wrong. They're not coming from Texas. They're coming from the southern border. Now, for three years, Texas and the other border states have had to deal with this problem on their own. Finally, they're busting at the seams and said, well, you know what? This isn't fair. We didn't vote for this either. Now, these cities, they're the ones who supported Biden, New York, certain blue states. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, I'm for open borders. And then you designate yourself as a sanctuary city. You give all sorts of benefits for them. So you become a magnet and you're, and you're bashing the governor of Tex Texas. That's outrageous. Gene, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you think Governor Abbott is justified in um, busing all these migrants to various sanctuary cities? Um, and, or is he using these migrants as a political football? Well, I actually think he's doing both. I mean, I... Um... I'm not an expert um, on the issue, but I'm living it every day um, uh, since New York um, is a sanctuary a city. And now they describe the sanctuary states. There's actually uh, 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 12 of them, um, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oregon, Utah, Vermont, and Washington. How they started out was, in the past, Ill illegal immigrants uh, who somehow wound up in these states and in these cities, um, the federal government would attempt to deport them or deprive them of like, being in school or getting any kind of benefits. These certain cities would say, locally, we are going to take care of them if we find them. If, they, if they're in a hospital, we'll allow them to get treatment. If they're in school, we're going to try to keep them in school while we work locally to see if we can figure out their status and if we can somehow protect them. Just as a humane thing, they be, sanctuaries began as a local issue. It became pop up. It became national when governors like Abbott became inundated with so many uh, immigrants 
so many people coming over the border that they said, okay, you are welcoming these people. We got lots of them. Here you are. So I have to say, I can I can understand from the governor's point of view, look, we're bursting at the scene. You're welcoming them. Here is some more. Uh, what I object to is not giving the governors in the cities where he sent them a wake-up field. You're going to get them. These people just started arriving. And I know in New York City, um, they were coming in the middle of the night with nobody knowing that they were on the way. So it's been very chaotic for human beings, uh, which I, I disapprove of. But I totally can understand. Okay. Um, so you think that on some level the governor's justified? Um, I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't. I don't approve of his tactics, but I I can see why he would be. You know why he's able, choosing to do this? Why he's choosing to do it? Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, there's been a call by the various mayors of the city that's been calling on the federal government and the Biden administration to help financially. Um, what are your thoughts, James, on does the federal government have an obligation to help these cities financially with the migrant crises? Oh, absolutely not. What the federal government has a responsibility to do is to enforce the law. Joe Biden swore on a Bible to uphold the Constitution of the United States. He is the chief executor of this, of this country. He's there to enforce the law. He took it upon himself to make it easy for people to come here illegally. Not only that, but every effort, effort that Governor Abbott has made to prevent illegal, illegal immigration, Joe Biden has taken him to court to stop, okay? He claims he does it on humanitarian basis. I would say to my opponents and to the, the liberal Democrats who have gone so far to the left, why don't you show some humanity to the taxpayers of this country? Or the homeless, the people who are here, Native Americans who were here, okay, who now have to compete with all these migrants for some type of government aid. But if you want to make yourself a sanctuary city and say, I'm not going to cooperate with the federal authorities, as far as I'm concerned, that's lawlessness. And we shouldn't tolerate it. And no, they shouldn't get a penny of federal aid. So, Gene, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to that. Do you think that the federal government has an obligation to help these cities in crises? Um, it depends on what we're talking about uh, in terms of obligation. I mean, we're uh, saying that these mayors are crying out to the Biden administration saying they need financial help because well, it's straining their budgets. I, I think that if um, you're getting people sent into your cities and into, you know, into your state. Um, to me, that's like if you had a hurricane hit you, if you had a flood, you weren't expecting it and they dumped on you. I think you have to work with the federal government to find a way. I mean, you, you, there's only so much budget money that you have set aside and there's no way. I mean, they're coming by the, the thousands and the thousands and the thousands. I've, I've seen the busload and I've seen the, the people lined up to get clothing and, and and I know the people of New York have been amazing in terms of the, the donations of food, the donations of clothing, uh, the donations of um, diapers and other things to try to help the people. Also, I know 
that a number of people um, were told that they, if they got on that bus, that there would be jobs. If they got on that bus, they would be um, they would be made legal. I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff that went around in terms of their willingness to to take that 20 hour uh, ride. Um, what we have here, to to quote a movie, is a failure to communicate. You've got somebody that you know not communicating. One governor not communicating to another. You've got a federal government that uh, is not uh, functioning in terms of getting the two groups together. I think I think federal aid eventually is going to have to help these governors in some way, shape, or form. It's a national uh, crisis. The people that are coming in from the border, all of this is of one piece. We have a crisis in terms of what's happening with the border. I again. I, nobody is for open borders. We, I keep hearing this statement. Nobody, nobody said, let's just open the borders and let anybody in. People are saying, let's get a policy that deals with the border. But every time somebody uh, creates legislation, it doesn't end up anywhere. So until okay. the two parties, Democrats and Republicans, work together and create a policy we can deal with illegal immigrants, you're going to have a situation where they're flooding the border states and the border states sometimes... No, I, I, I agree with you um, that we definitely have to better our policies. But in the meantime, until we don't have those policies, we also have to deal with what's currently in place. Um, recently, Mayor Adams has said in the media to let them work. And he is calling upon the federal government to help process migrants so they're able to work and i'm assuming the the strategy there is so they're not reliant on resources from the city and could be more self-efficient what are your thoughts james should we let these migrants work should the federal government like start processing them no no if they're here illegally if he, if they didn't come through proper channels all you're doing is creating an incentive for more and more people to come uh, I mean, that is the root of the problem. Now, let me just say one thing. You can't com uh, compare this to a hurricane or a storm because those things are not, um, we didn't ask for a hurricane. We didn't ask for a uh, superstorm Sandy. Okay, we didn't create the conditions for that. This, these sanctuary cities, they created this problem in part because they're saying, come here, we'll shelter you from the law. We won't tell the federal government. In addition, we'll give you all sorts of incentives. The state of California gives actually tuition assistance to illegal immigrants. Uh, why the liberals can't see that is beyond me. That's the problem. As far as legislation, you don't need legislation. You already have laws on the books. There is a policy. If you want to come to this country, okay, you apply when you're in your home country, okay? Uh, they've abused the asylum law. I do agree we should tighten up the rules for asylum. Um, asylum was meant for somebody who was working with the U.S. government. Uh, a prime example would be a interpreter who helped our military in Afghanistan. Um, people worked with our embassies in Saigon uh, before the fall. That's what the asylum laws should be. Not oh, you know, my neighborhood in Honduras is difficult and dangerous, I'm afraid. If that be the case, I would say half the people on this planet could come here 
And there is nothing right here. There is nothing to say you cannot come. There's no limit in place. That's what you should have. If there's government uh, legislation, legislate um, a limit in the number of people coming. Well, I think our asylum programs are meant for various things. Uh, For instance, you may have someone who's gay who's escaping a country that is where they are being threatened and therefore can apply for asylum here in the country. You also have people whose uh, countries are not getting enough water and don't have the crops and really are being put in poverty conditions where they really cannot rely, um, you know, to be able to sustain themselves. And again, there are people who just want to come here, like most people, to kind of create a better life and, uh, you know, um, make some money. Uh, so, uh, Gene, AOC recently made a statement that the mayor should consider taxing the rich as a way to possibly pay for the city to make up some of the costs of the migrant crises. What are your thoughts on someone like AOC, who's really uh, an extreme leftist uh, politician, uh, when she says that we should tax the rich, that the mayor should consider that as an option? And the other can be in figuring out how we raise revenues. We have enormous amounts of wealthy people in New York City. And, you know, the fact that these cuts were considered, but revenue raising for the wealthiest people um, has not, did, did not seem to be considered. I think it, we really need to make an assessment about that. And because working people are hurting right now and to cut the resources that everyday people already have, I don't think is, is the, the right direction if it is, if there's any way to avoid it. So you're talking about tax cuts for the 1%? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have an enormous, well, tax, tax incre- taxes on the 1%. We have a housing crisis in the city. I don't think, um, there's a lot of people who are not paying enough of their taxes. Um, that's definitely something that uh, we can talk about, but I can think of a lot of things that we need to take care of in New York City uh, that needs to be, uh, looked at. The migrant situation certainly is, is, is one of them. Uh, but I, people have to understand that we have things happening in Latin America, in Africa, in other parts of the world, where entire countries have collapsed. Venezuela has absolutely collapsed. It's lawless. I mean, people are murdered, people are attacked, people are brutalized. And so there is, there is this rush to, to get out. But I do believe we have to have standards and we have to have laws and we have to have a process for people to apply. And that, you know, that's what asylum is all about. And again, there has to be a coming together of legislation in this country. Um, they were working on it in the past uh, with people being allowed uh, to, to apply for asylum. There was a way that you could apply to jump ahead if your country was in fact uh, you know, coming apart. It's, it's just been a failure all around. I think Democrats and Republicans have to take the blame. Uh, we have not been, uh, been 
So do you think that New York taxpayers should be on the hook for this migrant crisis? No, I, you know, I think I think we're already on the hook. I think all of us are paying for uh, a broken system. This, there's no question that this that the, the system is broken. Sending migrants into cities and having the city pay for it, we're, we're going to pay for the for the migrants that are that are here, and there's no question about it. And um, I think that uh, this it's all uh, it's uh, it's on all our uh, backs. Uh, my church has a has a soup kitchen. My church has a clothing drive. I mean, we are in small ways and large ways. We are all going to have to pay for the failures of mankind, the failures of governments, the failures of politicians to find answers to these these questions. I mean, this and it's not one party. It's not one person. It's not Joe Biden. It, it's people not being able to get together and work out a solution. Okay, I'm gonna move on to the next question. I'm gonna go back to AOC, something else she says. She always says controversial things, in my opinion. Um, so AOC on CBS said that we, should, we need to provide a pathway to citizenship for these migrants. Uh, James, what are your thoughts on that? We actually need to actually provide a true path to citizenship in this country that and return to a time which because we weren't always like this return to a time where path to citizenship is accessible so that people can actually work quickly get on their feet find a job and support their family you know it's interesting um it's true venezuela collapsed it collapsed when he adopted uh socialism on the hugo chavez the very, the very um, social programs that he used to destroy Venezuela are now being advocated by AOC and that liberal crowd in Washington. Tax the rich, uh, go after the corporations, do this. This is absolute nonsense, okay? Uh, there is a broken system. We ought to ask who broke it. The answer is obvious, it's Joe Biden. Do I think that New York City should be taxed, the citizens should be taxed more? Am I not paying enough taxes already? Go into the streets of New York, go into these cities, ask them, do you, do you not pay enough taxes? Do you think you should pay more so that people could come into this country illegally? Now, path of citizenship? Yes, if you come here legally. If you come here illegally, no. Gina, I'll give you an opportunity to respond to that. Do you think that we need to create a path to citizenship for these six million migrants that are here now? Absolutely. I mean, if if we um, if we can, um, I especially uh, the children who were born here of illegals and lived here and have uh, gone to college and have graduated and are still not able to claim citizenship, um, I think is something that, that needs to be addressed. And I know that uh, Obama was working on that and even even uh, Republican presidents were trying to find a way to recognize those people as um, having a, a right to citizenship. They, they're innocents. I mean, they're, even if their parents had gotten here illegally, they were born here. And there's something that needs to be resolved in that in that case. Um, 
you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, a tax expert, but I I know what I've, I've read, and we have people in this country who have been able to to to, to garnish great wealth, and they've, uh, from what I can tell, uh, they have made a tremendous profit, while uh, people uh, who have, you know, we're in a, a great economy. And I think my friend is not ready to give Joe Biden credit, but uh, we we have the lowest um, unemployment. We have banks are doing great. The rich are doing really great. And they are going to pay a lot less taxes than they used to pay. Uh, I don't see any reason why they can't help contribute to what's going on. Um, and if, I don't see why um, there, there can't be uh, taxes were so really, you do think that uh, we should raise taxes to, to support the migrants? I don't know what you want to call the tax the rich. I just want them to pay their fair share. Let okay. them pay their fair share. And if there's extra money, uh, we, we need it in the city. So I have no no problem with that. I think that uh, uh, we have one of, the, one of the lowest tax rates for the wealthy in, in the world. So I, I think if you ask people honestly, they would agree that we could use a, 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 a more fairer, a tax base than we have right now. Okay. I want to move a little bit to something recently in the media and get your thoughts on it. Um, Four or five migrants were caught on camera beating up uh, two police officers. Um, And they were recently let out on bail um, and left New York City. Um, do you believe that migrants that commit crimes like that or assault police officers should be deported? And um, unfortunately, because New York City is a sanctuary city, the city cannot work with ICE or the NYPD in order to deport them. What are your thoughts, Gene, on migrants being deported who commit crimes? New video is sparking even more outrage over the group of migrants accused of attacking two New York City police officers. That's what you're looking at on the left hand of your screen. Those guys were freed without bail. And now look at this. Here's one suspect flipping the bird to the cameras. He could care less. Another blows kisses as he smiles and laughs. The other suspect next to him also putting up the middle fingers and cursing at those reporters. Remorseless brazen smug I well my understanding is that they would have to be deported I what, what uh, I mean whatever. no they actually in a sanctuary city um the policy is first of all in this situation the migrants were let out on with no bail mm-hmm. and uh second of all it has also been reported that NYPD cannot work with ice to deport them even though one of the people had two prior arrests for attacking a retail worker, and this was not their first time. Um, you know, do you think well, that those types it, of policies, it, 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 those mm-hmm. types of policies endanger New Yorkers? Mm-hmm. Manhunt ongoing as questions continue to swirl about why some of the alleged attackers were set free from court with no bail. Followed by reporters, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg not talking about why his office did not seek bail for several of the migrants accused of attacking two NYPD officers in Times Square. Well, um, my understanding, and I, again, I'm not a lawyer and I don't uh, 
know all of the ins and outs of the, that awful, awful. I, the video was horrendous. And I understand there was a big group of people, some of them immigrants, some of them not. But um, I think if somebody breaks the law, they they need to, the law has to work. And my understanding is that they will be deported. Okay, James, would you like to respond to that? You can't have it both ways. You can't say, I support sanctuary cities, and then say, well, but when they commit crimes, we should send them back. You can't send them back if it's a sanctuary city because you don't have the means. You don't have the mechanism because you're not allowed to even talk to ICE. They don't even allow them in the courtrooms. They don't allow them anywhere. There's zero cooperation. So you can't have it both ways, Gene. You can't say on one hand, yes, we should deport these violent people, okay? But then say, oh, but I want sanctuary cities and we have to be humane. You can't have it both ways. I mean, Let ICE do I, their I'm not job. Sure. I'm, not sure that's, I'm not sure that's accurate. I don't, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's an accurate statement. I don't want to say that migrants, all migrants can make crimes because it's no. not true. And there's no... no there's and no I don't, thing I don't supporting. That if they're guilty of a crime, because I I hear about people being deported all the time. Okay. So I don't believe that's accurate. I mean, just to give a little more framing, uh, 41 people have been arrested since May at the Roosevelt Hotel. A friend of mine who works for Macy's recently told me that they are constantly hit on a daily basis by what she said were Venezuelan uh, undocumented workers in terms of retail theft. Um, you know, what do we do when we have people coming into this country using our asylum program to stay here as guests? And then, you know, we're really not vetting them correctly at the border. And, um, a lot of them are going through policies such as the no bail policy and re repeat offenders of the same retail theft. What are your thoughts, James, on that? It's an absolute outrage. It's an out, absolute outrage. Uh, I, there's interest in uh, in Brooklyn, where I'm from. Uh, they have a migrant camp in Floyd Bennett Field, and during the day they're going to a nearby mall and they're just looting and stealing, and they're not being prosecuted. They're not being uh, deported. Um, I don't know what they're talking about. You know, when Joe Biden came in, he actually had a moratorium on deportations. I think it was the first hundred days even if you committed violent crimes, okay? We're not vetting them at all. We're taking names, we're giving them court dates, and then we're letting them go upon their way. It's called catch and release. Let them wait in Mexico where they're not committing crimes here in America. I'm not saying they're all criminals. I'm saying, but those criminals, those migrants who are criminals, we can't deport because of these sanctuary cities. Where are they being deported? They're being deported in red states that don't, that aren't uh, sanctuary states or aren't sanctuary cities. Those, those uh, you just mentioned, uh, those migrants who uh, attacked those police officers, they weren't being deported. There was no mechanism because you couldn't notify ICE. Right now, I, I believe they're in California committing more crimes, I assume. Gina, I'll give you a, an opportunity to respond to what James said. Would you consider Utah, uh, uh, you know, that's that's a red state, uh, Oregon, uh, I mean, uh, New Mexico, uh, Illinois. They're not exactly all um, uh, uh, blue states that are that are sanctuary states. But I again, I say to you, talk to your Republican legislators and tell them, get together with 
the legislators and in, 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 in Congress and put together legislation that will um, call for a, a mean, way to vet uh, people that are, are coming here um, crossing the border. We have no rules and regulations. You're you're preaching to the, the people that are begging the uh, Congress to create some law, and they well, haven't. They I'm actually haven't. going to uh, weigh in a little bit and also play devil's advocate. You know, when you're in a city and state that has a no bail policy um, and, you know, uh, how do you kind of uh, deal with these, uh, you know, we recently re revisited that no bill because that that was yeah. Not, but I feel like you not, know there have been right. some people that have pushed also for some of the same people who are supporting this are the same people that use the word defund the police and let's reallocate. And again, the Democratic Party did not run on defund the police. They ran exactly opposite. They want to fund the police. They want to support the police. I guess you can use a snappy slogan like defund the police, but you know you've lost a big audience the minute you say it, which makes it a lot less likely that you're actually going to get the changes you want done. I mean, you have AOC constantly in the press criticizing police. You have AOC constantly saying we should reallocate funding to police. She does not represent the entire Democratic Party. But she's definitely she's a voice within the Democratic Party. It's necessary to take the money from the police. I mean, I understand your argument, the argument you're making about expanding social services, investing in social services. But the research does show that more police on the street means less crime. Well, I think there's uh, one question that, that is interesting here is that um, when it comes to funds, it's not always just about the number of officers in the street. It's about these police precincts that have tanks, that have military weaponry, and frankly have a degree of, um, that have a degree of, of, of material resources and warlike um, war weaponry that people ask, why does a, a local police precinct have this in the first place? So when we talk about defunding, it can show up in multiple ways. Additionally, the other way that, that we talk about um, you know, in this is that when people ask for healthcare, when they ask for housing, when they ha ask for education, people always say, how are you going to pay for it? And so what, it's, what this movement is doing, first and foremost, it's important to note that this is directed at city councils and mayors. And so you should look to see if your city is having this conversation um, but first, and the, and the other question here, too, is, I think, and I think it's a valid question for people to ask, what should be our number one budget priority at all? Does any agency uh, deserve to be funded more than almost all the others for healthcare, housing, and youth combined? She is a, she is a voice, but she is not the only voice. No, I agree. She's not the only one, but she's definitely an extreme voice. And well, gives the Democratic this. Party really a bad name when it comes to that because uh, that's where people get their ideas. Um, well, you have extremists in the Republican Party as well. No, I agree. We have people like you know Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's another extremist that needs to go. Uh, and and I think that's kind of 
you know, one of the problems in this country right now is these extremists, these extremists are getting too much airtime. And, um, you know, I think most people in this country are somewhere moderate and in the middle and don't want extreme policies. And you have uh, some of these extremists are giving bad names to both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party um, because they're being governed on some level from both sides. Um, you know, but to move on, you know, a lot of times to make up – some of these cities have had an out to tack on to their budget uh, – new budgets in order to deal with these crises. A lot of times, some of these budgets call for cutting back resources within these cities. And a lot of people who rely on these resources are really the poor and middle class. So what do you say when we're taking possibly resources away from taxpayer citizens in order to deal with this crisis, uh, James? Like, what, what are your thoughts there? It's just another outrageous situation. Let me just say, you want me to talk to my legislature? Uh, the laws are already on the books. Come here legally. When you want to apply for asylum, do it in your own country. Um, listen, Joe Biden doesn't need a law. Wait in Mexico, and then we'll hear you. And then we wouldn't need to have new taxes on the city of New York. We wouldn't need to take resources away from people here. Uh, Mayor Adams, a Democrat, has said, this is going to destroy the city of New York. Well... I suggest Mayor Adams call his buddy Joe Biden and stop the flow. He could do it today. He doesn't need the legislature. I Donald Trump did so. By the way, as you, you mentioned uh, D.A. Uh, Bragg, the Democrat liberal who's the district attorney of Manhattan, didn't even ask for bail. Okay. Um, AOC, again, she she's not just the only one. The whole squad, uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, Elizabeth Warren, those far, I mean, listen, I've had disagreements with liberals before, but the liberal Democrats have gone so far to the extreme left wing that it's very difficult to deal with them. I would ask my friend Gene, are you, uh, do you support the reelection of D.A. Bragg? Would you oppose AOC when she runs for reelection? Well, she's not in my district. Well, if you were, if she were. I am telling you that it's important that we have bipartisan support to create legislation that will fix the chaos that is at our borders. That's what I'm asking. No, for. I agree with you, that, Jean, means, that means Republicans in the House of Representatives and Democrats that are in the House of Representatives. And those are people that I'm asking to get together. Well, I agree I'm not that talking the about the extremists. I'm talking about people in the middle that need to get together and get that legislation. We can talk about the extremists on either side who say and do fit. I'm talking about the majority that can work together to get some legislation passed, which has not happened. We get bill after bill that dies, that dies. I have a quote here. They, they came very, very close to a really substantial bill that would have created um, a substantial uh, uh, legislation to create something about an immigration. And the Republican who um, was leading that, he said, uh, if we had passed that legislation, the country would have been in a far better place today than what we are. It's tragic. And that was a Republican. 
who said that because the parties could not get together because radicals in the Republican Party refused to create any legislation. Well, you know, I agree and disagree with you there, Gene. I agree that we definitely need to pass legislation and it has been an issue. And the root cause of this problem is not New York City. It's the border. And the federal government really is at the root cause of dealing with this. Um, but I think there's also different values in the Republican and Democrat Party, even the way you guys frame things. I mean, Democrats call them undocumented workers. Republicans call them illegal immigrants. I mean, Democrats want to create a pathway for six million people to be legal here. Republicans want to deport them. So there's two. these two parties are coming at the situation completely different and have different set of values in terms of um, – the way they think about it, which is one of the reasons I think they haven't been able to find a bipartisan agreement around. Um, we, need, we need to say to understand that it, because we we've, we've stood on opposite sides for so long, we together have created this crisis. I agree. I mean, yes, absolutely. I, I, I looked at legislation that almost passed in 2007 and in 2013 that included a 13 year waiting period. And they were Republicans who said that wasn't long enough. They didn't earn it. It wasn't long enough. Well, what do you want these people to do before they can become citizens? How no. many years do they have to wait? No, I agree that definitely it's both parties are at fault for a lot of the problems going on um, with passing uh, legislation around, around uh, immigration. But James, like, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, there's different values in both of these parties in the way they're approaching this issue. I agree. I agree. I think Democrats have gone so far to the left that they've created a problem. There's no question mm -hmm. about it. three years ago. We didn't have this. When Donald Trump was president, they weren't coming across the board. It was the lowest number of illegal people entering our country. OK, that's the law. Let's let's be clear. It's illegal to cross our border without permission. OK, you want to apply for asylum, you do it in your country. OK, that's the law. What more do you need? OK, what what the only change in the law I would have, I would have two changes. I would have a certain amount of people per year, period. I would have a quota system. That's it. And I would make it based on merit and I would tighten up the asylum laws. OK, to make it a little more difficult. You can't just say, well, my neighborhood it, where I live is dangerous and I might get killed. Sorry, we can't take in 90% of the population of this planet because literally that's how many people could claim asylum. Okay, right now there is no law, uh, there is no limit. Joe Biden, let's be real, he wants these people to come here. Okay, uh, you keep talking about the Republicans this. Well, I, I don't think we should pass any law that makes it easier for people to come here illegally. I mean, Joe Biden. I mean, if we pass the law, they wouldn't be coming in illegally. They'd be coming in legally because oh. we'd be changing the policy method. Right. So we're basically legalizing what they're doing. No, I well, don't support that. I don't know if legalizing is the right word because Gene also brought up an important fact, which is that sometimes um, the process is very lengthy. I know I have a family member that we sponsored to come from overseas and it took him four or five years to come into the country, legally speaking. And that was a very lengthy process. So, you know, 
is there a way to simplify that where they are coming in legally, but make amends to certain policies that, um, you know, and it's a complicated position because people have different ideas of what that looks like. Um, and, you know. Well, look, we take in more legal immigrants, more legal immigrants than the rest of the world combined. Okay. That's Is that not enough? We have to now take in illegal. You know, Ed Koch, the former Democratic mayor of New York, glad, proud to say I voted for him. He said, if you want to stop this illegal immigration, stop them from working. You, you, you find the employers, you go into the factories, you go into the mills. We know where they are. You go into the restaurants. Okay. You find the employers. And if they do it again, you put them in jail and you don't let them put their kids in school. You have a disincentive. What these liberal Democrats are doing is giving them the incentive. Oh, we'll make it easier for you to become a citizen. Okay. Um, should we make it easier for people who come here legally? Absolutely. I'm willing to have that discussion. Look, my, my, my grandparents came from Sicily. Okay. But it was the 19, early 1900s. Okay, there was a need for unskilled labor. Okay, they wanted to be Americans. They had certain um, characteristics that made assimilation possible. Okay, they wanted to be Americans. And we didn't have the welfare system that we have now. Okay, I'm proud to say my family never took a penny of government money except for military service. James, would you like to respond to anything James said? Oh my God, there's a million things I want to respond to with that <laughs> because I've heard that story over and over again about how much they didn't. Well, they, they, let me tell you, they got Social Security, I'm sure, at a certain point, which is a government uh, 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 payment. And I'm sure if they had any other things that they needed, uh, medical care and stuff, that there were government funds there. Um, Not sure. And also, they... When they worked, they were paid, um, you know, a, a paltry amount of money. They were abused. And thankfully, at, at a certain time, um, their wages went up. And that was all part of the government trying to make things uh, better for them. Uh, but by 1923, when the um, certain people in the government said, you know what, um, we got too many of those people in here. We want to put a stop to it. They um, created a law that said we don't want people. They're doing the same exact same thing that you're saying. We have to give them a test. We have to uh, decide if they're good enough. We have to not fund their children. We have to um, make sure that they meet merit, that they, that they have uh, a certain ability. And all of that uh, put the kibosh on people coming from Italy the way it did to my grandfather who came in 23, 1923, he just made it under the wire and then nobody else could come from Italy. Nobody else could come from uh, Southern Europe. And so you, your, your parents were lucky. They needed to pick, pick and shovel people and they were able to come in. But uh, at a certain point, that was all ended. We, you know, we love, we Americans had a love-hate relationship with the immigrants. They loved them when they needed cheap labor and then they hated them uh, when they, there were too many of them, and uh, all of a sudden uh, they decided that they should move, uh, make, create laws against them. And I have to also say, a lot of the things that you would put in legislation are in the legislations that have been created by partisan, in a bipartisan bill 
that have been um, voted against by members of your party. So, so if they're willing, they're, they're willing to 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 create these bills, but they don't get they don't get off the ground. I mean, so, we can all come to the consensus that both parties have been um, have you know not done the right job when it came to um, immigration. But you know, I want to ask one last question uh, before we end this episode. Since both of you live in New York City. Um, how would you grade Mayor Adams in the way he's dealt with the migrant crisis in New York City? And um, do you think he's done a good job? I mean, uh, Gene, we'll start with you. How would you hmm. grade the, uh, by, uh, uh, the Adams administration and how they've been dealing with over 100,000 people coming in and some of the difficulties of providing, you know, what New York has the right to shelter and the shelters getting out and dated. And, you know, they've had a lot of challenges in this administration regarding uh, the migrants. I mean, how do you think the administration has done? I would give him a B minus. A B minus. Could you elaborate why you give him that grade? Well, because uh, he's done some good things and he's not done some. And, um, you know, he was going to slash the budget uh, for the police, which uh, he changed because we definitely needed more, more funding. And, um, you know, I was against uh, housing those people in tents, which I didn't think was a good idea. Um, but I so, mean, he has had a lot of challenges. I mean, it's not easy to yeah. just like say, oh, well, we're going to create housing tomorrow. And like, you know, they have, have had to be creative in figure because, you know, none of these communities wants them there. So like if he brings them to Brooklyn, the Brooklyn communities start to complain. It's, if he brings them to Staten tough. Island. I think, you know, I think, you know, he. Um, I just feel that. Um, it's. um He's had he's had a tough time, which is why he gets the B, but uh, B minus. He he still has uh, a ways to go. So you to, think he has areas to improve still his administration? Yes. And James, I'm gonna pose the same question to you as someone who lives in New York City. Uh, what grade would you give Mayor Adams' administration in dealing with the crisis? And uh, could you elaborate on why? Well, I guess I give him a D. I feel I actually feel sorry for him. He's in a tough spot. Um, he has a very liberal left-wing city council that doesn't give an inch. They put uh, unreasonable restrictions on law enforcement. Uh, he, he, you know, to blame the governor of Texas, some of his rhetoric, I think, is basically to placate that extreme liberal left-wing um, of the Democrat Party. Um, I think he does that just to sort of curry favor with the Democrats. Uh, but he's got to get things done. I wish he would be more forceful in law enforcement and and and, and demand President Biden to enforce the law, to make them wait in Mexico like President Trump did. Um, instead of blaming the governor of Texas and governor of Arizona and what have you, blame the person who created the problem, which is Joe Biden, who opened up the border. Uh, I do give him credit for something he wanted to uh, do away with the right to shelter Again, that's a magnet bringing people into the city. Uh, the more of these magnets you and incentives that you put in place, the worse the problem gets. Uh, it's just nonsense. I wish he would just do more to help the city and not worry about his reelection. 
Well, I don't know if he's worried about his reelection. He also has people lobbying, I'm sure, his office from different uh, non-for-profits in, uh, who are for migration and for a lot of these things. And I think it's um, – I definitely would not want to be in his shoes making some of these decisions. And there are various challenges when you're talking about over 100,000 people that now you have to create shelter for um, and services for such as medical services and schooling and so many other things um, – that are straining the, the system. But it is, it's a complicated topic. You know, thank you both so much uh, for being guests, Gene and James. Thank we appreciate you your input. Love having, loving being here. Love being here. Thank you everyone for joining In the Can with Carmela Can. And um, also, uh, please feel free to join my, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel uh, to see more podcast episodes coming. Also, please leave a comment on uh, my YouTube channel channel as we would love to hear your thoughts on these issues and I will respond to you um, if you leave your comments. Uh, if you want to contact me personally, you can do so via my website at carmelacan.com. Thanks again and we'll see you on the next podcast.